recorded live in Golden Ox Studios. Welcome to another episode of Friday Late Show. This is a podcast about bombing because everyone does it. This episode is brought to you in part by DelightCafe.com. Calm and balance. Hemp CBD dietary supplement has all the natural properties without the high of feeling of THC. I use it all the time, so I'm so calm. And as you see me early without my CBD supplement, I put it in my coffee on some mornings. I've even mixed it with ketchup and ate fries with it. Uh, great feeling without the high of marijuana or THC. Go to delightcafe.com and also save 10% by entering the promo code BRUTON. B-R-U-T-O-N. My last name is the promo code. B-R-U-T-O-N for 10% off at delightcafe.com. Also, I'd like to give a big shout out to silentfortuneapparel.com. It's a new streetwear brand I've been rocking. Uh, They have sweatshirts and hoodies I wear a lot. And they have t-shirts available on the website, silentfortuneapparel.com. The brand is dope as hell. Uh, It stands for Silent Hustle and Quiet Grind. That's Silent Fortune. Uh, Also follow them on Instagram, Silent Fortune Mafia. And SilentFortuneApparel.com gave me a promo code. It's Bruton. It's B-R-U-T-O-N. Enter that for 10% off on your purchase. Let you check out. Uh, Rock that new sweatshirt. Even tag me in it if you want. Or also tag Silent Fortune Mafia on Instagram. Um, You know, check them out. And now enjoy the show. On today's episode of Friday Late Show... We have a very good friend of mine. His name is Bill Squire. He's also a co-host on the WMMS Alan Cox Show here in Cleveland on iHeartRadio. He's also been one of my favorite comedians since I started. Uh, We had a great conversation about how we both run shows here in Cleveland, so we see a lot of bombs and how to kind of be prepared for bombs. And Bill told me a good story about one of his bombs. Um, So this would be a great episode. He was kind of tired, though, um, because he just came from a show before he came over here. Because um, we record whenever we're both free. Uh, this episode's fun. We talk about comics around the city of Cleveland. So it can kind of insidey baseball, but, you know, bear with us. There's some funny shit in there and maybe some informative stuff. And today's host, nah, I'm the host, John Bruton. Today's, I'll be the host. I'll host. Oh, I mean, we'll, we'll co host a little bit. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, Today's guest, very good friend of mine, one of my favorite comedians ever, Bill Squire. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Friday late show. Yeah, because uh, the reference. Yeah, to I know what it is. Steve Martin. Yeah, the I know. worst show to do. Yeah, so everybody know. You know, it happens. Nobody's undefeated on that stage, no matter how good they are. And I think the bomb stories are the best. They're more. Yeah, no, like you go. Ah, oh, killed. I heard a joke worked, and it was fun. That's not, there's no story there. Yeah, it's like, it, I did a joke success. so good. I had a threesome with two girls. Like, yeah. Nobody wants to hear that story. Yeah. But the story where you like, man. When it goes wrong. Yeah. And you're like, man, should I keep doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are my favorites. Those are tough. Yeah, they're always I tough. just kind of feel like I, I just got out of that. At the beginning of the show that I was hosting tonight, 
which people don't understand how hard it is to host a show. <laughs> like a stand-up comedy show, especially. Every fucking week, you psychopath. Yeah. And I'll, I'll take a Monday off here and there. But it keeps you sharp, too. And it also, like, I can do the, if, if I get a joke that's new to work as a host, that shit's good. It's a real mm-hmm. good joke. You also do a lot of stuff. You're like, this stuff, This usually works. And tonight, it feels like you are, are annoyed hearing it. You say it. Yeah, like the that like the way I'm saying it, like I'm trying to get them to laugh at it. And they're like, "Can you stop talking? We came to the show <laughs> for everyone else but you." And that's how it feels when you're hosting a show sometimes, yeah. where they're like all about everybody but the host. And so, yeah, so that's kind of how it felt tonight. Really? Yeah. Just I don't know. I, I'm also been. Uh, it's hard to to switch gears to going from radio into comedy. And like that, the mental drain that the radio show. So you wake up at, you get to work at 11, right? Or 10? Uh, usually 11 ish. All right, 11 to 7 30. 6 30. 6 30. Yeah. And then you do your show on Monday. Yeah. That's fun. I set it up too. So it's like, it's, it's a lot. But it, there, and there's some weeks when it's great. Last week was great. Uh, this week was just one of those ones because it was also. Yeah, you guys were packed. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it was packed last week. It's, past, it, it's been packed for. Since like the middle of October, we've had every seat pretty much filled. Mm-hmm. So it's been good. It's just one of those times where they just weren't feeling me off the <laughs> bat. And it, it, and I'm going to take responsibility for it because I just it's didn't come out with enough energy. And I didn't have, like I tried to riff and do crowd work instead of, I should have felt them out and did stand up more, like like written jokes. And it just got a little bit weird. But yeah, we got through it. It was fun. But they had anyway. a treat tonight. You guys had a, a drop in. Yeah, we had a we had a Jermaine Fowler stop in from uh, Superior Donuts. Superior Donuts. From, and, uh, sorry to bother you. Uh, Bojack Horseman. He's on. Oh, so he's on that too. He's on that too. Yeah. And he yeah. was on Crashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's dope. Yeah, he's and he was fantastic. And that was the point of the show where, like, he he peaked it, but I put him up middle because I wasn't gonna like make him stay until yeah, the yeah, end yeah, to, yeah. to close it out. I'm gonna let him get in, do a set, and go. Uh, and that's, that's what he did, and he did great. And the show stayed good after that, but it wasn't uh, that. I find that a lot of uh, showcases, you don't want to go last. You want to go first, or you you want to go well. Like yeah. this, this one, like where we got like nine, we had like seven or eight comics tonight. Mm-hmm. So you want to go in that like fifth spot. That's a good one, fourth, fifth. I like that spot. Yeah, fourth, fifth. So they they've seen comics, they're warmed up, and then you can go up there and just fucking rip stuff and just kill because by the time it gets to the last spot they're you, tired they're tired and they, you could do good you, you some of your premises could be burned so he got that nice uh middle spot how many shows you run now i run two weeklies um and then i do shows that i produce myself at least one a month and then uh and then we do our show together and i don't really run that one as much as i i mean i host it and that one's fun though <laughs> you sound so dejected fun. about it i'm though. so tired though i, I mean, I'm, so trying, like, I'm trying to it's a show with me and yeah. you that's like it happens no nah, that's fun but i'm just trying to think of all the things i do but i do a lot and i like to i like producing my own shows and people are like oh why don't you go on the road more i'm like because i can sell tickets here so i go where i can sell tickets if i can sell tickets in an area like i go to columbus i go to cincinnati i can sell enough tickets to make it worth my time because i want to go and i want to put I money in my pocket more tickets probably in cincinnati than i could cleveland cool let's go do a show together i'm with it let's do it 
But <laughs> we'll talk about that off the screen. I'm going to email so-and-so too. Don't email anybody we know. Um, so doing all your shows. I know this is Cleveland. So we have had, I've had a lineup full of bombs. But that was like my, my, my some of my most fun shows at uh, the Monday show I do sometimes. Yeah. That show, having a lineup full of bombs, mm-hmm. the crowd will stay to hear me kill them a little yeah. bit. Like, I don't say quick comedy and stuff like that. It's like just little, when you said that joke, did you feel good? <laughs> I'll ask the comic that question. Or I'll tease what they have on. Or the demeanor, but I don't really go like quick comedies. Like no, you just kind of you got to bring the crowd back. Yeah, they got the best they, you can. No, I I do that because they've all saw yeah. it. We all can't. We have to address that. Cause yeah. it, was, it was they were all like it was a lot of guys talking about butt stuff, and it was like this not this not the crowd for butt stuff. They don't really get. Yeah, they got to calm the it down. Sex references you're doing right now. Yeah, that that's that's one of those things where there's a bunch of comics and they're all hitting about the same notes, you mm, know, yeah. same topic, same style, and and so it gets real grading on if, and if it's not working then it's they don't know how to like switch it up they don't know how to go okay i need to make this that that happens a lot what's the shows. favorite what's the favorite bomb you've seen at one of your shows favorite bomb i've seen <clears throat> a few of them at least you can get a few oh man it's so hard you gotta say the guy's name because he still might be doing it but <laughs> i mean there's guys like there's a dude that used to be around here named uh mr sunshine really that's real name? That, no that's his stage name he was a lawyer and he'd tell jokes about being a lawyer and every once in a while he'd have one of those sets that kept him going <laughs> but more often than not he was just having these sets that would just eat shit and he would just get so frustrated and just be so confused because of those ones that would go really well and they really would go well once in a while but then he'd also do almost the same exact set every time at like mics where it's just comics and they've seen it a bunch of times so that stuff gets old and grating real fast so he, he's one there was this dude and uh they did a comedy awards show that i helped plan it was like in 2005 maybe at a place called Bottoms Up. Do you remember that place? In the flats? No, no. It's, it was Bottoms Up Basa Vida. So this is where Lawhead and Farrell ran it. Uh, those are two Cleveland guys. Yeah. And uh, if you know the Cleveland scene, you know who those guys are. And they ran it, and it was called uh, the Grimy 90. And they do it every Wednesday. They'd bring over comics from Hilarities, and it was like the spot. They did a contest there. It was awesome. Like there was incredible shows that happened down there. And we got to know the general manager and he's like, hey, let's do an awards contest. I'm like, all right. Or not an awards contest, award but like an award show. Yeah. And I helped uh, plan it. And the general manager's like, well, we should give away some funny awards. And he called one of them Bombs Over Bossa. <laughs> and uh, gave it to, like every comic got an award like in some stupid way. Like I, got, I was still being like a clean comic back then. So I won the clean comedy award. Mm-hmm. But like the joke of it was like, there was nobody else doing Clinton comedy. So like the joke is like, I didn't beat anybody. I was just given this thing. Mm -hmm. And there's this dude, uh, that we were kind of friends with. Like we, we all did like sketching stuff together too. And, uh, I'm not going to say his name because, but he, uh, (laughs) he did, he had like, a couple of killer bits, mm-hmm. but every once in a while he'd do these bits and it would be like just crickets. And so we thought it'd be funny to give it to him and he didn't like that. Yeah, he thought. Because he's like, well, why, why didn't you guys give it to any of the people that bomb regularly? And we're like, well, it's funnier to give it to you because you had one bomb that was like, you usually crush this room and then there's that one show where you did all the same stuff. It was packed and nothing worked. So we're, we're, we're not saying you bomb all the time, but that set fucking bombed mm-hmm. and that's the award-winning set yeah Yeah. so he he didn't like that (laughs) that's funny so what about yours my biggest bomb i got many well yeah i mean i got i got at least five i know of that were like damn i should quit i did a show 
And this, this is the toughest that it ever was because I was so far away. I drove all day. I was doing a gig up in a casino in somewhere in Minnesota. Okay, so this is actually probably closer to uh, 2006, probably like 2005, 2006. And I'm featuring at this uh, club, not a club, uh, a casino. casino. Mm-hmm. And I've never done a casino before. I had done a cas- sort of a casino before. Nothing like this, though. This was a show on the casino floor, basically. Like on the you floor? could, yeah, you could you hear, hear the fucking, games playing. Oh shit! You could see out into the casino. Yeah. Now there was a lot of people there to watch the show, but they weren't uh, really getting what I was laying down. I'm like 24 years old, and I did a joke about. I had like uh, this whole bit about my parents trying to kill me. I said, I'm like, oh, I'm my parents. And I'm still pretty much a clean comic mm-hmm. at this point. But I was just like, like, I still had some dark stuff. And so I'm like, oh, I think my parents are trying to kill me because they're like, not like outright, but like the, for Christmas, they got me a, a deep fat fryer. So they want me to eat my way into an early grave. And uh, then they got me a toaster uh, for my bathtub and like, mm-hmm. stu- yeah. like the stupid stuff like that. And then I call back to it on like, what is one of my better jokes? And I'm, I'm supposed to do like 30 minutes and I am burning through material and struggling so bad, flop sweat, mm-hmm. just dying up there because they're not laughing at anything. I'm probably through about 25, 30 minutes of material in about 15 minutes. Damn. Just, like just flying through. Conversation to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I tell this joke about being too fat to ride a roller coaster at Cedar Point. And the girl goes, sir, if you can't, I go, I couldn't buckle the seatbelt. And the girl's like, if you can't buckle your seatbelt, you can't ride the ride. And I'm like, listen, I'd rather be remembered as the person that died on the roller coaster (laughs) than the person that was too fat to ride it. (laughs) Nothing. No laugh there. Mm. And then the tag is, (laughs) I go, I go. Uh, my dad was there. He's like, let him ride. And then there's a girl that's probably the same age as me, maybe even younger, probably has four kids. Just straight white trash people that were at this casino. And she goes, you still go to the amusement park with your parents? And I was like, it doesn't matter if I do or not. The joke is that he wanted me dead. Do you remember that from earlier? He wants me dead. Can you suspend? Like, how come you get so autistic when I'm trying to tell you a joke, but <laughs> when someone's coming in you, you're just like, yeah, keep making oh, babies. shit. So I didn't say all that. I know. It was, in, it was in your heart. Yeah, it was in my heart. Honestly, just thought about that now. So what's the biggest venue, worst bomb? Oh, uh, biggest venue, worst bomb? Probably the Cleveland Improv. Really? Yeah. I've had some turds there. I think everybody, that's a pa- rite of passage, though. Yeah. I think you got to go there and take that L. And just, just well, to, I mean, I, I had a like, there's a good amount of time where I didn't work at the Cleveland Improv anymore because I got into it with the old uh, manager there. Do you know this story, Lee? Yeah, I just talking about Lee. No, yeah, so what's going on there is I, uh, I had uh, I hadn't actually been there in a while, it was right, right when it first moved to the new location after it was in the powerhouse. When it was in the powerhouse years ago, like, I was there all the time, I was a doorman there. Uh, I saw so many people there. I didn't I see Chappelle there, but that's awesome. That was April, no, yeah, April '09. It st- was it still at the Powerhouse then? Yeah, that must have been one of the last shows. One of the last one. I met Maranzio Vance yeah. there. It was, we could be cool on Twitter. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I worked with Maranzio there. I worked with uh, Patrice there. Mm-hmm. I worked with uh, Daniel Tosh there. Wow. I worked with uh, just a ton of comics there, and uh, like Lavelle Crawford and Earthquake and stuff like that. And I was good. At hosting for black comics and they like I, I like I, I had a good act but for there that. was a shift in the city as far as but there's also a shift in my the way the style of comedy I was doing too mm. so as I started doing 
like figuring myself out on stage more and doing less like self-deprecating stuff and less corny stuff, I would go up and do you know like i thought i i was i was at one of those times you know how you keep getting cockier and cockier like i can say anything yeah i'm, I'm, I'm doing it now i can do it <laughs> and then you get knocked down and so i was at one of those peaks where i'm like man i can say whatever i want and do whatever i want and i don't care what crowd it is they're gonna like it because i'm fucking good and i'm confident and so this is just after the improv moved i was featuring i think courtney lee was the headliner and mike head was the host and mike went up and mike was playing to i mean all black crowd Mm -hmm. there wasn't one white person in there and i didn't care because i'd open for lavelle and earthquake and all that stuff but it is a different setup so you said courtney g or courtney lee courtney g i think it's courtney g yeah okay Okay, shout out uh, to Courtney G, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember working with him at the old improv, like telling stories about Jamie Foxx and stuff like that. Like, I, I loved absorbing yeah. everything. He, that he I was could one of the point men on Heart of the City. Oh, yeah. yeah. Courtney G was like one of the guys that helped point guard that to get the guys oh, nice. on Heart of the City. So, Very cool. Yeah. All right. So, he's a headliner. It's a different feel at, at the uh, old improv in the powerhouse, low ceilings, and the place was fucking thunder. It's still to this day. One of the best places to ever do comedy. When you had that room rocking, you felt the world mm-hmm. like slow down. Like you could, you could just fucking, you could get laughs in there that would like shake your bones. They were so great and so powerful, and how it was set up and the low ceilings, all that stuff. And you go to the new improv; it's all like mm-hmm. big open air, and it's just not the, shift the same feel at all. And I think this was my first or second set there. It might have been my. I think it might have been my second. I think I did like Friday late show. No, no, I, this show? is just like a Thursday, just like a Thursday filling. Oh, in. Like your set, you're, okay. Yeah, so like, like the, the first, here. I'm not even doing the whole week. I'm doing yeah. one feature yeah. spot just to like Thursday fill Sundays. In. And and they had done like a a show like the like grand opening. Mm, okay. So I think they did the grand opening show. That one was okay. And this is my first like just like paid spot kind of thing, like feature set. There, I go up and. Mike Head gets done, and Mike and I were friends. We're still friends, but uh, I'm I made fun of Mike because his act was very different in front of that crowd than when he was at Hilarities. So I was like, "Oh, you guys should see him over at the other club." He's just like, "Hey, Applebee's." <laughs> well, that's I can tell you why that went left because I can tell a, you why too. A white guy called out a black guy for not doing something or his code switching will always make some people upset. Yeah, and it made everybody in there upset. Yeah. It made everybody very, very upset. <laughs> and I just was... I just, this ain't I, the mic I know. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, and I thought it was so fucking funny. And Nobody laughed? Or? Nobody laughed. No, it was... It, they, they were just... They just didn't like me. And they shut down the whole rest and of the set. And they shut down the whole rest of the set. 25 fucking minutes. And then I also, like... I used to have all this other material... That was like being fat and shit like that, like just endearing stuff mm. that was like, oh, I'm kind of a goofy, dumb guy. And like this was at the point where I was getting into stuff that I did on my Just Say Your Jokes album that was like, it was really fucking good material at that time. I don't know what it's like anymore, but it was it, at that time I, I was really feeling that material and I liked it and I, and I just leaned into it. So I just went up there and just fucking worked that material to the very end, 25 minutes, a lot of silence. A little bit here and there, a few people. They like there was a point where they saw that I wasn't gonna stop. So they came around. So they're like, okay, we'll we'll give you a little bit here and there. It wasn't what I was used to. And then the manager of the club watches it on their like 
like they they would tape sets, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't mic the audience. So it sounds like everybody's bombing. And he's like telling me, he's like, don't do that material. Do your old material. Just do that material. That's the material that I hired you to do. I'm like, well, I'm going to do the material that I want to do. I didn't get into comedy to do but he loved to tell people what material to do. Right. And I, was, and I said, well, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, well, then I guess we'll, we'll have to figure something out. I'm like, I'll just not work your club. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, it's, it's not that much. It's not that important to me to work for your club. Uh, I'm doing fine right now. And and I really was. And, mm-hmm. and so... and. I don't regret it for a second. Yeah, but I'll tell you the luxury that, not to make it racial, mm-hmm. just that it is a difference. Oh, I know. We can't do that to the improv. Black comics, you need to, like, you don't really perform until you, you ain't do comedy for real until you do the improv. Because yeah. everybody you tell you do comedy to, they're like, oh, and like at, at yeah. improv, you're like, no, I ain't at the improv yet. Because I first started doing comedy, I would mm-hmm. tell people, I'm a, I'm a comedian because yeah. I felt myself. And like, oh, you, you at the improv? No, no, no. Probably, no that's yeah. why, I mean, that's where I started. So, like, I, I, w- I was at the improv a year before I ever got to Hilarities. Mm-hmm. And I was working there all the time. I moved up to Feature real fast there. And then I kept bothering Lee about headlining me because I was starting to headline some clubs and stuff. And uh, and he was always very reluctant. And so that's that was part of it, too. I'm like, well, I'm out on the road headlining clubs doing, like, four years in it, uh, four or five years in. So I was just fucking cocky as shit, too. And then uh, eventually I got... I think everybody starts... I think once you get good, you have to get kind of cocky. Yeah. Like you have to feel yourself... And I it. was getting good, too, because I was also like... I was doing so much comedy. like, And I was doing it in rough places and getting good responses and still doing material that I enjoyed. Like I didn't feel like I was pandering to audiences. I feel like I just had really decent material. And again, like as I go back and look at it, like some of it's dog shit, but some of it's pretty good still. Yeah, but back then, comedy got... Faster, like it, it could sport mm-hmm. back then. Um, James Harden now, yeah, wouldn't drop 60 then, and Allen Iverson then would kill now. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other players that can't make the transition right back and forth, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's faster, yeah, it's harder, it's stronger over here, right? Over here, it's more finesse. So, like, when the, when the game changes, if you can do jokes that work, then they worked, yeah, they don't have to be tired. I've, I've been bringing back some that. I like just to see how they do on purpose. Now I tell yeah. the audience, I'm like, this joke is 10 years old and I used to do this 12 years old, 13 years old. And I like to see how people react to it now. And they'll do that yeah. joke. And they, sometimes they fucking love it. And sometimes they'll go, Hmm, that joke. So, but I get writers, block, I look at old YouTube videos yeah, that's a good and idea. I'll start rewriting those shitty jokes from funny style. Yeah. Like there's a video I me and my cousin was going over like that mm-hmm. set. The, it had potential. Right. There were funny hope in that shit, but make the funny hope into funny reality. Like just doing that to make you still instead just keep talking about what you constantly know. Yeah. Reach. Like when you were younger you wrote better shit. I wanna see what I wanna see if I can find one of these uh You meant it more emails like going back and forth with this dude. See if I can figure out exactly Oh he would tell when. me about um he would hire me and we get into it a lot because in my ambition back then I would try and tell him that I'm like, you gave so-and-so and so-and-so a shot. How come I can't get a shot? Like, just a shot. I'm not saying they don't deserve one. I'm saying I deserve one, too. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, fine. I'll give you a shot. Do this day. And it was me and I think Jake Anarino was the headliner. And it was a showcase, though. So it was like four of the comics, and I was hosting it. And we watched the video on Tuesday, the next week. Me and him watched my set. And he broke down things he said I do trash. Like, the, the way I greeted people, he said he had a problem with that. It was, hey, everybody. That. Yeah. You're like, that's how you're going to start the show? What the fuck? 
How cool do you want me to go up there and do it? Like, what up, y'all? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that's weird. It's 2011. Burnt that bridge. Oh, yeah. But I was also looking at it, and I was sending him avails, and everything was booked up. He made me a little bit of money when he started. No, he made me. No, I'll tell you why. Because he was telling comics... When they would email him, he mm-hmm. would just give you fuck off things to go do. Like, here's yeah. another hurdle, jump over. Right. So, you don't have a website yet. Go get a website. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, did that. I had three comments like, man, I need a website. It's yeah. like, <laughs> all right. But it's like, dude, you don't need a website, my nigga. Like, what are you going to put on a website? The the gig he's supposed to give you? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have content. You're not doing skits yet. Like, it was before Instagram was really a, it was oh, before yeah. Instagram had video, that's for sure. Man, and that's the thing, too. Like, for, like, because there's this boom now in social media, so much different than when. Like when I, when I was out on the road regularly, like I could been like, oh, here I'm at the Funny Bone this week. I'm at this club this week. Like I was out regular, but like it was just like a social post. Mm-hmm. It was just like a post on Facebook. Like I'm here, and that that was it. But like but now, the hype you can build now with stories and be like, oh, I'm here now, and like I like all this content that I could have put out back then. That would have helped build a following. Oh, man, it makes me. And I still was putting a lot of stuff out, a, and I was building a following. Like I, I, I fucking was getting people come out to see me with my MySpace. Yeah, I, I had forty thousand. I think I had sixty thousand people on uh, MySpace, and then it all. I had away. a YouTube video hit over uh, half a million views. Oh shit! But I used to do my, I used to do rants. Before I did yeah, stand up, yeah, yeah. I would do rants and shit, just talking shit about things like mm-hmm. social commentary. But for you know, that's just a right. small niche and. I stopped doing those because I took comedy stand-up more serious. Like, that's mm-hmm. not stand-up. That's right. just me talking shit. That's not funny to me, for real. That's yeah. just me just ranting. My friend's like, oh, man, we got the camera. Do some shit. Yeah. Then it's like, let's do stand-up. Record me doing that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't as funny. That right. Those views, like 171 views. For well, that. it's like when people get like a viral video for doing a rant sitting in their car. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have a better, funnier version of this where I'm standing on stage, but it's what people are used to seeing now. So if they see stand-up, they go, man, I have to wait too long. Yeah, that's the part that like, yeah. I, I was doing my old videos when I first started. I had a, a thousand on one of the first videos. Mm-hmm. They, I had like a little bit of a following because my name was on the mm-hmm. video from our group. But the second I did it, the second stand up video, yeah, they're like, we don't need, we don't need a stand up. Yeah. Where are the rants? Do that shit again. Do unfollow Fridays. I'm like, come on, man. So that was that was. It's weird how the transition changed from comedy being so social now to mm-hmm. before you had to catch bodies and have a name like a real reputation. Right, and that's also like comics were so reluctant to use social media to like embrace technology and shit like that. Well, because they were doing, uh, you're like you're performing an album, you're writing an album, mm-hmm. and you don't want to go too social yet because you're not, you don't have time to give right, away jokes. Right, you can't do little throwaway stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to focus on actually accomplishing a goal, mm-hmm. writing a new set of something as opposed to this even, new shit where and even where people like were getting famous from Twitter by doing tweets, then they but they didn't yeah. have an act. Mm-hmm. So then, like that—that that was a whole dichotomy and all that stuff. So, like, you have to learn Same how to Instagram. perform. So Instagram like, is a, the hybrid of Twitter, MySpace, yeah. and Twitter, where oh, people yeah. will be on MySpace being kind of popping or popular, and then you have Twitter, which made you seem everybody was fucking funny. I know, but <laughs> listeners, all the um, people on Twitter, people on Twitter is getting points for being hilarious. Mm-hmm. They tweet some mean shit, pretty much. Yeah, the meaner, the funnier. And people are like, oh, you should do comedy. I'm a comedian now. All right, can you do time? You go up there, you got three minutes because all them tweets are less than a second for real. Right. You can't say the tweets and... Yeah, and then have an act. You'll, you'll run out of time very quickly. Yeah, so I remember a guy, he got paid $200 to do a show with me. Mm-hmm. I only got paid 100 I had to fight for the 100 at that. I'm doing 10 minutes of material. And I, at this point, I'm in clubs. I'm in, I know what I'm doing. It's mm-hmm. not hard for me at that point. Not for that crowd. It was a club. It was a nightclub. Yeah. So I'm like, this is easy. I know these people. 
He had three minutes of material for real. After the first three minutes, he got little chuckles. But he was like, he's doing niggas be like mm-hmm. shit. Like he was doing memes verbally. Right. And it's yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Then he fucked up trying to do some other jokes. Start asking people questions. Uh-huh. Like, y'all ever been to? Y'all ever did this? You know, don't you hate when your girl do? And it's a nightclub. So it's mostly girls in there. So they're like, we don't. What are you talking about? And then he brought me up and said my name wrong. And he brought another comic up, said his name wrong. And I was like, dude, you just you this ain't for you. You're not you're not for comedy. <laughs> but he had a fucking hundred thousand followers because he was doing videos. Yeah. And it's like that doesn't they didn't nobody here bought a ticket for him though. Like mm-hmm. don't let those views from people who are that's convenient shit. Oh yeah. I don't gotta leave for you. I can just I'll and, click. And again, engagement's one thing, having followers is one thing, but having the skill set like that that mean you gotta have it all. You can't just have one or the other. Yeah. And like yeah, it's I mean that technical shit, whatever. <laughs> I just, I, I'm having a hard time at this point figuring out how to just keep myself motivated to want people to come see me. Why would you lose it? Ah, uh, because it's you know I'm I'm in a spot where I can not go out and make money. You know, but is it about money or is it about funny? It's it's a little bit about both. Which but one's I, more? Also, like somebody's more right 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 now. It's like. And that's the thing. I can be funny on the radio, and that's fulfilling to me. So, like, the live rush, the crowd, all all that goes into it isn't as appealing as it used to be. In what way? The preparations, like, the crowds? In that I just, writing a set and performing it and, and like, developing it. You know, I've been doing it 15 years. And right now, I'm more in love with radio than I am with stand-up. I'm so mad you fucking admitted that publicly, nigga. What's wrong with you? Why? Why would you say that out loud? Why wouldn't I be honest? I've always been honest. Man, this is entertainment. We all lie. You I don't have like to. to. I Fuck. I might want to edit that part out. I don't know. I'm debating. Why? I don't want you to admit that publicly that you love radio more. But I love the radio that I do. Oh, no. It's not like I'm like, hey, this is the Foo Fighters. You're, not, you're doing a talk radio. You're not doing fucking I'm doing talk radio and, and, the, and the engagement that I get from that, the creativity that I get from that, the constant turning over of material. We're doing Production a four classes. and a half hour radio show. You know, and and that's there's we're putting out so much content, yeah. and I love that content, and it's all pretty much improv. So that excitement and that style of comedy has been just like in my head, and like writing stand up and stuff like that. I still love it. It's more fulfilling with radio, but it's yeah. Right now, I'm just more in that mindset than I am with stand up. Mm-hmm. I don't like because stand up. From you, I don't like that because I mean I told you you helped me with when it came to the writing process. No, I can still do it. I know, that. but I, I I just I don't like like I'm more focused towards radio yeah. than I am towards stand up. It's like one of my favorite players saying, "I want to do load management now." Like nigga, fuck your knees. Do that shit when you retire. Where about your knees? When you got a cane. Where we have things for mm, knees. Get but I cane. want to be in the game for a while. I know you want to still. Yeah, Ugh. I'm Vince Carter now. That's funny. <laughs> you know he's Steph Curry's godfather. Is he? Yeah. It's kind of, everybody in the NBA has got father. Yeah, he's he's kids, my favorite player of all time. It's a kid that was born when he was in the league. Like his rookie year kid was born that rookie who played it, tried to check him recently. The second game of the season they showed Yeah, the yeah. That's, that's, I'm like, that's fucking amazing it's, for it's, Vince Carter. That's incredible. That's Vince Carter is the most underrated sports story. And I forget about his shoes. The shocks were yeah, the shocks were the, great. the hyper dunks with Kobe. Yeah, the shocks were the new. They were the best thing. Yeah, and he <laughs> shoe shit by far. But that's all right. No, but like Vince Carter, just like his love of the game, and then what he likes to do. Like he's such a good teammate too. So 
So he's a great player. So you want to be Vince Carter of Cleveland Comedy right now? That's that's I, that's what I'm evolving into. Fair enough. So that's that's what I'm fine with. Like I'll be out there. I, I I'm not gonna party with the guys as much, yeah. but I'm gonna show people how to do it. Help try and set them up. And then every once in a while, I'll go up there and fucking dunk and be like, "Oh my god, he can still dunk." <laughs> I'm more I'm more of a Kobe mindset. I'm bullying my teammates if they fucking up and he's soft. And I don't care about how people feel around me. I see that about me a lot of times. Yeah. I think I I don't know. I love stand up and I don't have an alternative. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Yeah. I, I have, have that, that alternative. Yeah. And I have a very lucrative alternative that is very uh inviting to me. Yeah. And, and like, you can still I, dust off and go, you know. And again, I still run yeah. two shows. I still do a lot of stand-up, yeah. but I'm saying like a little bit more radio and, and a little less stand-up. Like I like stand-up a little bit less than I used to. The one thing I hate is I hate it when people, well, one, I hate when people feel comfortable to talk to me about you or Mary. Somebody had an opinion. It wasn't even the guy I knew, but he was talking about how you guys got soft on the radio. And it was like she was on the radio for maybe four months. Uh-huh. Like it was very early. And I'm like... What do you do? And I, I, I people get mad like, at me for that. But and getting I, soft, what does that mean? And have you mean, seen every show that I do? Do you see everything that uh, I say? So do you know what I actually can get away with? Do you know, like, stop? No, but people hate success. To. Like, when the guy's, he was a bum. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. He just does nothing for real. And he was like, just the fact, he's like, oh, this is the reason I feel this way. It's like, well, what but also, do you like, do? Yeah, what do you want me to do? Like, I, and, and I, I'm going to evolve as a, as a comic, too. Some of the stuff that I used to think was edgy and funny, I fucking think is lame now. And I, I, I like doing, going in a different direction. Like I'm, like I'm allowed to evolve as a performer. So don't, don't try and put me in a box and keep me in this. Uh, People want you at a level that can that's obtainable though. They don't want you to be the guy that can do this, this, that. They want you the guy who can do it. I want you to do. Cause you're mine. Oh yeah, are so arrogant there's, now. There's, Fans are so arrogant now. There's there's plenty of people that are like, oh, I like this thing that you used to do more, and I like this. Like, so I'm like, well, I don't want to keep doing that. Like, yeah. it gets I, by I the like, old shit. Yeah, it's out there. You can listen to it. it still exists. But I like uh, evolving. I like trying to do different things. And like I was t- talking, like the the set that I'm doing right now is pretty clean and it's kind of silly, but it's really fun to do. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's little parts in it that get a little dark and, like, personal. And I like the way it's all weaving together. So that's what I'm more about. So whatever you want me to do, you want me to go over and talk about, you know, things, like, and try and push the envelope or be edgy? I don't fucking care about that anymore. Yeah. I don't think edgy shit's edgy. I think a lot of edgy shit's really bad. I do have one thing that I think is funny. What is it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is the joke. It's not even a joke. It's just a statement that people should love, but everybody will hate. I got one. I'll trade you. All right. You want to go first? No, you brought it up. All right. I'll go first. Donald Trump is a retard. That's it? That's it. But because people on the left will be like, oh, I agree with that, but I don't agree with the word that he used, so I don't like that. And then you have people on the right be like, oh, I like that he used that one word, but I don't don't agree with his... Sentiment about Donald Trump, right? <laughs> Jeremy got him. <laughs> Mine's just dogs. I said, um, I already know this one. Yeah, white people. Uh, I realized why white people love dogs so much mm-hmm. because the one living thing they can own that won't try to be free. And I just leave that there. Uh-huh. Uh, I also another comic about it how I need to do long. That, that joke is too, it's my first joke. 
Which I got, he said, you got to stop doing it. It's the first thing you say to people. Mm-hmm. So I moved it to the later. But right. the parallels of owning a dog and owning a person for you, you know, white people, as far as right. changing I've never name, owned a person, so. They change the names. Yeah. That happened to both. You tell mm-hmm. them it's our house, but you put them in a cage. That happened a lot. That's these. Are, this is how some people own dogs. Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty much how they own all own slaves. But it's not how everybody owned a dog. But he's close. The parallels <laughs> are there, though. The parallels of oh, this is he's a part of our family, but not yeah. quite. Like he, yeah. we own him, we bought him. Well, he's not human. Yeah. Well, they, we also weren't considered human. I know, and that's, that's why that's the parallels the shame, come right. Yeah. So. But the parallel uh, is so, too heavy, I've heard, for white crowds. They don't want to hear about slavery. They don't want to think about slavery. Even though I'm not calling them slave owners or anything like that. I'm right, but it's still, it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's because it's not funny to us in the way we're like, and also you're like, oh, but I do put my dogs at home right now in this cage, and that makes me sad, so I don't want to go home and see my dog. Mm-hmm. Your dog can't so, go on every We're not thinking about the slaves as much as we're thinking about the dogs, to yeah. be honest. I've heard, yeah, people, I've seen, I've seen people care more about dogs and than any human, would, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I get, but that's the parallels. I mean, just, dogs are like animals in the environment get people way more riled up a lot of times than like if there was a mass shooting and all they shot were dogs. Oh, they would guns would guns be laws. gone tomorrow. Yeah. Gun laws would change so fast. Yeah, if a guy was just picking off dog, yeah, people, they're walking the dogs, Le- letting the owners live, but mm-hmm. just I'm allergic to dogs. Some girl walking her three dogs and mm-hmm. just pop, 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 like oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might use that one. Is that edgy enough for you? Whoever said I'm getting soft. No, I mean, that's the thing, though. They don't, I realize that, too. I thought that was only, like, a a thing in different areas in life, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know that people really were, like, just bitter about other people advancing in everything you do. Yeah. In corporate America, you get a new promotion. All the people that were your friends that were next to you are yeah. now going to give you dumbass emails as you to explain shit five hundred times mm-hmm. because they don't trust your leadership or they want to make you look. Oh bad. yeah, yeah. It's like you the same motherfucker. I looked the other way when you were smoking in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and now you want to ask me, did I send the right email to you? Are you sure? Right. Question every fucking little thing I do. Like I'm an incompetent person. It's it's annoying, but that's why I, do, I just try to be happy for people overall. Fuck them. Like nah, like I remember when uh, Ramon told me that he got. Uh, Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. He got that his half hour. I I was I've never been more happy like for that dude. Like he he like I wasn't jealous one bit. I was just like this dude set a goal and he accomplished it. And I'm fucking super proud of him. Funny thing, he he didn't Hollywood me, but he did it very subtly. Uh, I he was on Crash and he didn't tell me. We were mm-hmm. talking regularly, so I'm watching Crashing and I'm like, nigga, you didn't tell me you was on Crashing. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Shut the fuck. You know goddamn well you didn't forget about this. Well, everybody else forgot about the show, so it's okay. Yeah, because he said he got a trifecta. We was talking shit about that. Mm-hmm. Like you got Netflix, HBO, and Comedy Central, like the comedy trifectas. I wouldn't count that. I think oh, I mean, only, no, no. This is like, this is say this. this that's like a low level trifecta. No, but this for the logos that we mean. Like, for the logos, say, okay. Yeah. For the logos, okay. Yeah, for the poster, the yeah. For the poster, okay. Gotcha, not gotcha. That you've been yeah. on all three. We just said I. I mean, got you have been credits. on all three, but it wasn't like yeah. like if you had mm. a Comedy Central special, a Netflix special, special, and special. HBO special. Oh, he does have an HBO, HBO special. special. So he's really uh, just a Netflix special away. Yeah, because he was on the HBO Latino. Mm-hmm. And then he was on that Comedy Central, and. Now he's. I guess he might be working on it. I don't know what he's doing right now. Yeah, he's in New York right now, but I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Look at him. He's close to getting the real trifecta. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I guess he does have. The, he has two parts of he's it. Two or three. Uh, legit. That's pretty good. Yeah, two or three ain't bad. I don't it's know how TV I got. 
Okay. Yeah, TV credits are cool if you. Oh, you you just are you trying to be coy about your newest TV no, credit? Like, they, didn't, they didn't even say my name. They don't say my name or nothing. My dad, he was so proud of it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess this makes you not resent comedy. But I, here's one thing that I wish people would do. I wish they would care, and it's it. They won't. They never will. About the work, like the what, like like take a joke and just don't judge it by where it's filmed. Just listen to it and go, okay, that joke. It's oh. fucking great. People want you to be the best ever. That's why the bombing is so funny. Like people, yeah. like comics trying, and most comics who bomb have been good before. Yeah, unless you had an open mic at a bar. But when we, when I'm talking to guys who bomb, they can kill too. The bomb oh, yeah, is yeah. why it's funny because you can talk to a guy oh, who yeah. bombs. Well, that's why we like to see our friend. Like when people, yeah. like if, if I see Me. Mary <laughs> or you or Mike or uh, you know even Polk or something like mm-hmm. that. Like when I see one of the you guys eat shit it just makes me like I'm, oh. I'm ear to ear Rob bombed at Hilarities during the festival because he didn't know what to oh, do oh I remember that and I, he, I saw he that he still if we're in a car ride long yeah. enough it comes up yeah the bomb comes up like man I'm still mad y'all they tell me about the festival you came here you were at the festival yes you, you saw what everybody was the, doing yes well I know he was all doing new shit I want to try some new shit you didn't write new shit Rob yeah, <laughs> these ideas you had notepad to get to later. You try to do the to do list now. <laughs> but yeah, bombs are fun. One of my favorite bombs is Aunt Morrow. He's yeah. a comic here in Cleveland. We did a comedy. We did a comedy show at a nightclub. Aunt was up there for ten minutes. It felt like a half hour. Like it was nothing. He was he was some of the jokes they worked before. He didn't yeah. do just like it was so bad. Oh, that's the thing when you see someone using like like they 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 get that look in their eye like all right. I'm pulling out something you haven't seen him do in a minute, but it's like one of their strongest mm-hmm. jokes, and they, that wasn't what they were working oh, on. His but closer, like, and they bring it in, and they bring it in, and they're like, "Okay, now things are going to change. You guys are going to be on board with that." And they throw it out there, and the crowd just Nothing. like they just dodge it, like George Bush dodging a <laughs> shoe. They're just like, "No, no, I'm not laughing at these." And then you're just like, "Oh no, where do I go from here?" The best shit was when after Ant got done with the set, he had it was like a doorway to get like to the green part. Uh-huh. He had just tapped the door. Ant's a short dude, so yeah. he just had to reach up and tap the door. We were yeah. like, "That tap was just the saddest shit we've ever seen." <laughs> Him tapping the top of the, the door, so we oh, like, like God damn man, like that was like the. Hey, get him next time. Like, he just had to high five something <laughs> to keep yeah. him going. But that was one of my favorite bombs. I've had a few ones I love. Second full weekend at Improv, I ate a dick three out of five sets. And it was just all, because I was so used to doing the speed of hilarities coming over to the Improv. I did it reverse like a lot of black comics. Some black comics, most black comics started Improv first, then worked their way to hilarities. I'm at hilarities first because they respond to the fucking emails. So I can hit them up and do a set. So I'll do hilarious. I'm, I'm all about hilarities. I finally get to Improv. I do Huggy Lowdown. And Paul, Chris Paul, they're radio guys from the Ricky Smiley. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So their crowd is the Ricky Smiley morning show crowd. Right. They're not too witty. Their, their comedy's not witty. They don't really dig deep. They do climate, They do celebrity news. So you can call. And I don't like when people say things that are um, too ignorant. Like, mm-hmm. if you think a gay person is less than a man, that's a bad mindset to have. Like, he's just right. gay. He's not less of a man. He's still a man. Like, yeah. That whole mindset. So when I do the joke, you watch the Watchmen. Of course, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> <How> about that. <laughs> He's gay and he can whoop ass. I didn't even think because I, I, I later. Yeah. Uh, but so they they do jokes about like 
it's first I first thought shit because most of it's like topical shit, yeah. and he does a joke about you know he did he did what he did. It wasn't bad, right? But I went up there. That crowd was looking at me like, who the fuck sent this nigga? Like, what are you doing here? Bring them up, <laughs> right? Yeah, three sets. I'm just fucking like, man, they gonna get rid of me because you hear stories about cats getting moved, moved off shows. I'm like, oh, they mm-hmm. the manager, uh, the new manager. He's like, yeah, you know, it happens. I'm like, huh. This guy's so much nicer than Lee. Yeah. Lee would have been like, oh, you, I'll give you six more months. I was like, what the fuck? I got to wait six months to be fixing a five-minute problem. Yeah. But yeah, that was I like that one. That was one of my favorites. And trying to think, I've never seen you bomb. Oh, let me see. I've seen you spaz oh. on a person, but I've never seen you bomb. You, you got pissed at a person because they did something during your uh, set. No, I'm always doing that. I don't <laughs> do this much anymore. Uh, let me tell you about this bomb. And this is this is how tough the crowd was. So I, I opened for George Wallace. And mm, hilarious. Dope. It was great. And he's fucking funny. And he was super nice to me. Great. It was me hosting. We did two shows Saturday and one show Sunday. And the way he ends his show is like, he doesn't have me go back up there. He just has everybody come up on stage and take pictures with him. That's mm. how he's doing it. So he's like, at the end of the show, you're done. Like, once I go up there, you can leave if you want. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch you and whatever. He, he's like, okay. Saturday, both shows go great. Sunday, and it, so it's me. He's got a, a his middle act is a juggler. The show the the crowds on Saturday were just like your pretty much regular hilarities crowd. A little more black people than normally would be yeah. at hilarities, but it was a pretty good mix. Mm-hmm. Good crowds, fun. They liked the juggler, and then they loved George. They enjoyed me. I went up on Sunday, and it was church hat black people. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't like it. You don't like that? I don't like that term. I don't know why. It's, I sure, get it, though. Like, yeah. You know, so I've these heard, are like conservative black I know, people. I know what you mean. I'm fuck with you. It's not a bad term. Um, it's, it's 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 an apt description. This, this, is, a, this is a Medea crowd. It's a George Wallace Sunday crowd, though. Yeah. It's yeah. a Medea crowd. Like, that's <laughs> like that's who it is. Like, the people that would go see Medea movies are at this show. Mm-hmm. So I, I go you. up. I'm trying to tell jokes. <laughs> they don't like me. The juggler goes up. They liked him less than they liked me. That's how much they were not. Was he telling white jokes people. while juggling? Was he, yeah, he like juggling? he had a whole act. Like he was, oh. he was very entertaining. Like and he was with crushing. Juggling. Yeah, like he he incorporated it all. They were not like they were almost saying, "Bring up the chubby kid. We're sick of you." Now, what they really wanted was George. Of course, you're in a way so, in improv. So you see the. You see me go up, eat my dick. You see a juggler that never bombs get just destroyed by just quiet, just the quiet, judging, lip-smacking crowd. <laughs> Sucking the teeth, eating the food, being extra loud with their silverware just because they want them to hear everything. There, Oh, that's I've seen a person do that before. Yeah. Like they'll put, they'll drop their silverware on the table to be loud. I'm mm-hmm. like... I was with a girl who did that shit. I'm like, what are you doing? He ain't funny. Bitch, let him fucking fail. Don't yeah. don't be a part of it. Just be, be quiet. Yeah. yeah. He gets it. Right. He knows. <laughs> he knows. He don't need that. He's not deaf. Uh, and then George goes up there and every he doesn't acknowledge anything. He just goes up there, not. professional, fucking murders. From the moment he I brought him up, they're like standing up, screaming, love, love him. <laughs> just Best show. He he's like, mm, it's one of the best shows I ever had. I'm like, oh, that's one of the worst I ever had. So, but it was it was just funny to see like a crowd that really is only there to see one person. That is the improv's way, though. Mm-hmm. 
Because uh, I work with, I'll say the name, fuck it. Yeah. Kim Whitley's crowd's like that. Yeah. Because she's more famous than comic. Like, she's not really, she's a stand-up comedian, yes, but she's not, right. like, pushing it like, I'm a stand-up comedian. I came from stand-up. It's like, I'm in movies, I'm famous, mm-hmm. and I do stand-up also. Her crowd, especially in Cleveland, yeah. is friends and family, people that know her, and, and they just want fans. Care. Yeah. So they waiting, waiting, and uh, me and Mark Reedy yeah. are there, and they just, like... They try and turn on me earlier because one dude just he was just being loud. Mm-hmm. And it might have been a Friday. It was a Friday first show actually. Old hair frat dude. So he said some goofy shit to me. He tried to check me like, like where you from? I said from Cleveland. Well, part I said we ain't that tough, man. Like this is Cleveland. We don't have a tough area that you got to say you're from. Like we don't check people like that. Like calm down, man. So guys, where you from? I said, dog, you are too old. Like you dress like you're in a you're in a fraternity. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna beat my ass, bro. Like mm-hmm. you're like eighty. <laughs> like you're too old to be wearing your stuff. So we going back for a little bit. I do 15, this show, for host. Then something happened where she was in the bathroom and she didn't come out yet. Yeah. So they like, yeah, do five more. No. Because it wasn't the management yeah. telling me. It was her assistant. I'm like, no. Yeah. You a comedian, ain't you? I said, don't try and define comedy by making me do do goofy shit. Like, yeah. if I get it 20 minutes, I'm featuring now. Yeah. That's feature time. I'm time and a half. Like, 15 is it yeah. for host. Like, I can't do more. You don't get the time to feel. Reed's doing a half. Like, you're, we got 45 minutes right now. Like I'm doing 15, he's doing 30. It's not you're not getting five more out of me. I'll talk to the audience about where they're from, but I'm not gonna do another joke. I'm done. This is silly. Her crowd didn't give a fuck the whole weekend. Like no matter what we all, me and Mark was yeah. talking, like there's no point in trying to do a good show. They didn't care. Yeah. You had to try and do all your shit. They're literally getting there late. Mm-hmm. Cause they only came for Kim. And that's like I would want, like if I was in that position, I want my openers to do well. I want I want that work. I've seen a few comics like it when you struggle. I hate that. Because I, uh, I don't do that name, but if, some people... I've if read, you, if you like, I mean, you've opened for me plenty of times, but if you struggle in front of me, I think that I'm going to struggle too. Because he's like that, this comic I wrote on his Oh, yeah. He don't want you to talk about certain... He takes topics off the board for you. Oh. Or he doesn't want you to be a black person. He That's want, fucking weak. He I'm going like, to say that it's fucking weak, it's, and that just means you're a bad comic. He doesn't like black comics openers, before him, yeah. yeah. He'd rather have two white guys who suck. Not even suck. He'd have two white guys that struggle. That struggle in front of his crowd. Yeah, yeah and he uh, he loves that because he even had uh, these two. Mm-hmm. He was hosting. He was featuring for the first time in yeah. that room. He'd just been doing it for a couple years. Yeah. And he ain't ready to feature in that room. No. He threw him up there. Yeah. And then he would tell him to do five more minutes after he did his 10. I mean, that's he did his he best 10. Uh, yeah. Oh, then he'd go up there trying his new bits. And he's, yeah. you know, he's still ambitious. So he thinks, I could win him over. Yeah. Just dog, Just say no. But I guess I guess at certain areas when you're starting, you're scared to say no. Mm-hmm. You just want oh it. yeah, for sure. Well, that's like like I, I don't work the improv that much anymore, and, and I'll, I'll go there once in a while. But now I go in there like I'm going to bring the crowd into my world. That's what I'm going to do. There, the, the last time, not the last time, but one time I was there, there was some lady that tried to like say like you're not funny. I'm like I'm not funny to you because you don't know how to listen. And like I was like confident and kind of mean, mm-hmm. and then they go, "Okay, Bill." <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's like it's not a prison yard because I've been to prison before. No, but I know they try to test you mm-hmm. early when they don't know you. What is that attitude about? Uh, now when you when it pays off, it's worth it. Yeah, because when when I get them on my side, it's not a happy crowd. So they feel like their time and money they spent to get there is on your neck now. It's a Thursday. It's a free ticket show. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But they, spent, they had to pay they the park. Yeah, they had to like, park. Yeah, they had, yeah. If they had to leave, and they, right. they already got to pay more right. money for alcohol than they want to. So they already oh, feel yeah, like yeah. it's your, it's on you mm-hmm. to be whatever I think comedy is. Right. Which is and hard. I, and that's thing. why I'm, I'm saying 
what you think comedy is exactly. is different than what I think comedy is, but we're still going to have a good time. Yeah. So you can't chalk it up. It. You got to still make it work. And yeah, I'll tell yeah. you that. Like, when you got rooms like that, I think being in a room like that earlier mm-hmm. make you a stronger comic. Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, that's why I wasn't afraid to snap on people or I'm not afraid yeah. to, like, I was a little bit spoiled from the Cleveland Improv, especially when it was in the powerhouse, where I, that was my room. Everybody knew me. I, w- I was working there once a month right. hosting, and then I started featuring there every, like, three months. And I was, uh, like, and I was also work- I worked as a door guy there, too. So, like, there was a lot of people that knew me, but they loved me because yeah. I was always writing new material, and I was good at, like, just going up there and making the show fun. But it wasn't the black club yet. There was still a, they it was, still was, it was the perfect mix. Yeah, they were both a mixed and crowd. Like hilarities and improv didn't become I, a black club until improv moved mm-hmm. to the new location. Right. And then it went more. And when it shift. was when it was that mixed cr- club, it was the best. Yeah. And that's that's like I'm honestly I'm trying to get more black people to come out and see me because I fucking love it. I love when the crowd is a mix. Because yeah. I think that's when you have the most fun. And I think that and it's very but it's very hard to break into that demographic. For you. For me, yeah. Well, it's the same with me and white people. Yeah, I know. That's why I like doing a show yeah. with you. Because yeah. now I'm they getting come, black yeah. fans, you're getting white fans. Like, you haven't been on the show in fucking six months. But <laughs> blame Ali. There's still lots of Blame Ali. I'm not gonna blame it's, it's work, it's good. But yeah, I mean that's why we uh we actually we worked that out too. One more question before I let you escape. <laughs> Have you ever felt guilty about getting paid for a bomb? Like is, oh, yeah. well how how much what was the uh, I don't wanna do that money shit because that gets weird. There's one that like well, yeah. Name it. Like, tell me about the bomb. Don't say the money, of course. But the I'll tell bomb, you the money if you want. I won't tell you what the exact the event was. Yeah, but like, just money for the bomb. You're like, damn, I bombed that shit. And I got this much money. I got seven fifty. They were using me as a name to draw for an event, and it, it's not the one you're thinking of, though. I don't think. I'm, I'm not thinking all of them. Right, all right. <laughs> uh, they all planned right. it poorly. Not a lot of people stuck around. There's, I mean, it was an event that had a ton of people at it, but then they thought they could do, like. Closed it all out with a comedy show, and it was bad. Honestly, it wasn't oh. that bad of a set. It was just there, like they. It wasn't set up. I the the reason I felt guilty is because they thought I was going to be able to retain the people that were there, mm. but the people that were there were there all day. It was like an event that took a long yeah. time, and they had us there after everybody's like tearing down and shit like that. Yeah, so, I've been to one of those. Yeah, so I just felt, but I. I got paid cash in advance, so I'm trying to think. Most I ever got paid for a bomb, I think a hundred. So that's the most I ever got paid. Like that's yeah. that's a hefty sum for a bomb. Looks like I was a hundred so far for yeah. a bomb. That one, uh, but I I still need that money. Oh yeah, I, I felt I felt like in my head I'm like they he almost could feel him handing me the check mm-hmm. a little slower. Oh yeah, it's like oh, shit. I mean, whatever, man. I, we those those are the this. ones where they were like. Like, I, I want to get paid, but I also don't want to seem like I'm in too much of a hurry. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he paid me most of it in cash in advance, and then I got the balance. And, yeah. Uh, I think it was still cash, so that was nice. I'm glad we don't have to get paid, like, off of performance. Oh, yeah. That'll be shitty. Because no, like, we, be... we wouldn't get paid more if you kill it. That's the worst part. Right, right. One of the best things I, I like about comedy in the 2019 is Venmo. Yeah. When I, when I have, you get that Venmo before you go on stage, and you're like, I'm waiting for somebody to uh, send somebody some money in Cash App and then want a refund after the set. Like that would be <laughs> the funniest shit to me if a comic told me that happened to him with a, with a promoter or some shit. Yeah. So what have you learned from your bombs as far as oh, like, you, there's so much. I mean, the, you learn more from bombing than anything. The two or three lessons you've learned from bombing. All right, uh, it's not always the audience's fault. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the audience's fault. 
And third is make you stronger. Because if you can get through bombing, which is fucking painful, and the, these it's memories are still in my head. Like you said, Rob talking about years yeah. later, this mm-hmm. festival set that, that's in his head, like you, that shit stays with you. In certain places that uh, I want to go back to that city, mm-hmm. to that venue, Try and fucking do whatever I, because it's a certain certain place you just like, damn, I got to put that on the schedule. They got to have, I got to bust their ass. Yeah. You want to plug some shit and go to your social? At Bill Squire on Instagram. Just follow me on there. Well, thank you for coming to Friday Late Show. This is a great episode with a friend. Uh, yeah, see you soon. Good night. This episode of Friday Late Show was produced and edited by Jeremy Demery of Golden Ox Studios.